Welcome to another edition of Matt Sporthouse. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. Make sure you rate, subscribe, like, all that good stuff for the podcast. Uh, anyway, I have a great episode prepared for you all today, and I have a special guest. So without further ado, let's get into it. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. So as promised, I brought on a guest this week, brought on my good brother, Raekwon Niles, uh, obviously played football with Raekwon at Dent in middle school. And then we went on to Northeast. Uh, he was right beside me. I was a tight end and a tight end H-back. And he was the tackle. So Raekwon, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. So how has this whole COVID thing impacted y'all? I hear that y'all uh, moved games to probably in the spring. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, the whole conference moved to the spring. Y'all CAA or what are y'all? Yeah, CIAA. CIAA. Okay, got you, got you. But I brought Raekwon, obviously, because me and Raekwon was on us texting the other day, and we always do this about sports. I like this man know too much, so we're gonna go ahead and bring him on the platform so that I can inform the masses, or he can. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with high school sports. Yesterday, I think that was at noon, Raekwon actually hit me and he was like, yo, Deion's son is playing. Deion's son obviously plays for Trinity Christian School, and they were playing Knoxville Catholic. Uh, which is a team out of Tennessee, obviously. A lot of guys from the University of Tennessee have sons that play on those teams, including quarterback Caden Martin. Rick, you want to tell us a little bit about him? Uh, Caden Martin, a uh, four-star quarterback, class of 2022. Um, yesterday, not his best game, but <laughs> you, can see, you can see that he's going to be a top dog when he comes out. Yeah, he's also played, like you said, he plays quarterback, but he also is a really good baseball player. And it seems like he's going to have to decide on whether – and he plays in the outfield, to be specific. It seems like he's going to have to decide on either whether he wants to just stick to football, whether he's going to play baseball, whether he's going to do both kind of pulling a Dion card. Uh, what do you think he's going to end up doing? He goes to Tennessee, follows his dad's footsteps. Uh, I believe his dad won a national championship. My, or did he make it to the championship? One of them, but he's going to follow his dad's footsteps. No, I believe he'll do both sports, but overall he'll stick with uh, football. You started to see that come back a lot with guys playing both sports. It seemed like for a while that we had gotten to like one center sport focus, but we love to see them playing both. And I think they even said on the broadcast that he was going to talk to Deion Sanders, hopefully after the game, just here to get a couple tips here and there. But the fine, and also I'm pretty sure he is Amari Rogers for Clemson, number three, the short slot receiver. I'm pretty sure that's his brother because they have the same dad. I'm not 100% sure, but I, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, so the final score to that game was 49-14. to 14. Raekwon, what did you see in the game? Uh, I saw Shador Sanders play just like a Sanders should. Uh, <laughs> um, not athletic as his dad. I think he only had about two or three runs. Uh, he, a straight pocket passer, and that's exactly what he did. Um, but one thing I could say about Shador is that he looks at one receiver the whole way through. Uh, yesterday, he looked at one receiver the whole way through. Um, I believe Knoxville Catholic defensive backs were too, uh, young yesterday, and they couldn't stop the um, Indiana commit Williams, nor his um, brother, who has FBF, FBS offers, too. Yeah, Jordan Williams was the Burger King player of the game. He had nine catches, 177 yards. He is going to Indiana. He kind of, I'm hoping, I'm sure the Indiana coaching staff is hoping he kind of turns out like a semi-cobs. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you remember Simi balled out? First of all, if we were doing this on YouTube, I'd have to show y'all. Simi's Instagram page is top notch. I know he was at Indiana, but that man's page, the pictures and stuff, and obviously he was the dominant receiver. I hate it. I was kind of expecting him to go to the league and kind of, you know, maybe pull a Laquan, Laquan Treadwell or at least get some play time, but he kind of got booted out to the, what was it? What was that league? AAC? What was it called? The uh, AFL? Yeah, he got booted out to that, and, and he did, did get on the practice squad, I think, for the Redskins and the Saints for a minute. But, I I mean, he was a big receiver. A lot of times the thing to be about those is those guys kind of just have really good ball skills. But uh, did you did you watch Simi Cobbs at all at Indiana? Uh, I didn't watch him that much, not that much. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, so hopefully Jordan continues. As, yeah, Jordan Williams continues to dominate. Shador, they had the picture shown on the broadcast whenever Dion had Tom Brady come out there. And I think a lot of people who don't know that Dion Shador is more so like a pocket pass kind of guy expects him to just go around and run all over the yard. But he really mm-hmm. is like a, a guy who can have pinpoint accuracy. Right. Oh, yeah. Me and Rayquan were talking yesterday, and we were talking about how – because Dion's son is going to Florida Atlantic, correct? Yep, correct. How do you think that came together? Uh, I think it came together with – well, I knew while Taggart was at Florida State, um, I'm a big guy that crystal balls on 247. And it had um, – it had Shador actually going to Florida State. Yeah. As soon as um, Taggart was fired, I looked at it and had Louisville and FAU emerge as a favorite. And that's what, uh, been like a couple months. So, um, I think that Dion and uh, Coach Taggart are um, somewhat the best of friends. Don't be surprised if Dion Sandler end up on the staff there. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense because Dion has. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty sure he said that this will be his last year at uh, Trinity Christian. Correct. Mm-hmm, correct. He won all them championships with his son. It's like he's literally done his stay. I remember he had his own school. Did you still watch that show on OWN that he had? I did. I did. I'm prep. They had them going, but you know that didn't fizz out. But he's ready to enter the college ranks. Did you know he was going to be this good of his offensive coordinator? Uh, I didn't. I actually didn't. Um... I'm surprised by it. I thought Dion would have been a defensive coordinator. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like this man, why I guess he was studied offenses so much because I've seen he talked about one time. He's like, I didn't used to study players. I studied coaches. I said, well, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, he knows the whole – he knows the game, obviously. And then hopefully at some point he'll uh, be able to take the head coaching ranks. But the, I know the thing about head coaches, you're less of like a position or a coordinator. You're more so like the CEO of the operation. So I'm right. sure he loves the X's and O's. That's what Brent Venables was saying as well. He was saying uh, he's no in no rush. You know, Brent Venables, in case y'all don't know, is the office co- defense coordinator at Clemson. But he was like, I'm in no rush to go be a, the CEO. I kind of like to be able to control my defense and be kind of hands-on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, Clemson, and well, we'll talk about summer camps and stuff like that. Raekwon, kind of give us a spiel about how these camps usually go in the summer as far as that different colleges put on and how you think that's been kind of messed up because of COVID. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to talk to you about the big camp first. Like you mentioned, Clemson. Uh, Clemson holds a three-day camp every summer, and um, it's several universities that comes to the camp. Um, that was a big miss this summer just because you can have that camp. Like I said, it's an overnight stay for three nights, and you have a lot of FCS schools that come to the camp. So just because you're there, don't mean you're going you know, to – if you don't get offered by Clemson, you still got other looks out there, and that hurt them. Um, pretty much the camps that won on this uh, summer were satellite camps to um, send film out. So not that many coaches could have uh, came to camps and not that many college camps went on just because of COVID. Have you seen Avery Coachfields out there at one of them? I did, I did. 
Shout out Coach Fields. We're going to have to make sure we send him the episode of the podcast. Coach Fields was with us at Northeast. We had our Cavs on a mission season. Don't want to do it. F1 one. Tempo. F1 Tempo, Formula One Raising. <laughs> but, yeah, y'all, and a lot of times with these camps, like Ray Kwan said, uh, a lot of different schools host them. A lot of different other uh, schools and coaches come out and assist. Ray Kwan, did you go with us to the Clemson camp? I did, I did. How did you perform? That was, y'all, That to give us some context, this was back in, like, 20 – God, how was this, like, 2013, 14? I did go to the camp. Um, during that camp, I believe Mitch Hyatt and Zach Bailey were the two offensive linemen there. And, uh, oh, and John Simpson. I don't know how I could get it by him. But those three were the top dogs there. So um, I did pretty good. But with those three being five stars right in the ESPN 300, um, All-American all guys, I mean, hey, they're the headliners for a reason. So they did pretty much better than me. But I did pretty good. You held your own. Yo, it's crazy because I have been going to those camps for a little while, too. Hundred and, what, 140-pound tight end. I think them coaches probably looked at me crazy. But it was crazy because it was time for the tryout for Clemson. And, like, even at that age – I was going up to Danny Pyramid, who's the tight ends coach, and was like, hey, Matthew Anderson, we're still Northeast High School. So when it got time for me to come to the trial, he's like, I've seen you before. He's like, yeah, I've been paying $300 for these camps. But anyway, so I remember going there and seeing Artavis Scott before he became what he become. You know he's with the Colts now? Oh, right. I do. I do. Yeah. And then Deion Kane, I'm pretty sure, and Ray Ray are both with the Steelers. They are, they are, they are, they Because I was on Twitter. I'm like, wait, Dion, what are you? But anyway, so, yeah, so, and at those camps, also, I was there when Deshaun Watson was there. And what was insane, I'm talking about when he was a recruit. And I didn't know who he was, but I remember we went to the dining hall, and I looked over, looked over to the right, and there's this one dude who's taking up all the seats and got his arms extended. And then uh, he's like, you know, we used to all have to walk all the way across campus or taking a bus. Deshaun riding on the cart with Chad Morris. So I'm like, I don't know who this guy was, but it's like, yo, how does he get all these special things? And then we left to go to, we left practice at the indoor facility and was heading, I think, to walk someplace, but I forgot like a water bottle or something like that. And so I come back and there's a kid playing Madden on the Jumbotron. So I'm like, huh, who is that? That's Deshaun Watson for you. So that, that just goes to show you how things worked at those camps. All right, so we're going to move off of the topic of the summer camp. We're going to stay on high school for a little while. Raekwon, any high school teams, players that we should know about in the state of South Carolina or nationally? Just tell it to us all. Um, I'm going to talk about the state of South Carolina um, in the Midlands. Um, high school teams, of course, if you know I'm in school um, here in Columbia, South Carolina, they have Coach uh, Mike Bobo-son. Um, he's an offensive tackle. I believe he's a sophomore or junior. He has a, a lot of Power 5 offers. Um, other players that I'll talk about from the Midlands, um, Joshua Burrell from Blackwood, wide receiver committed to Florida State. Um, you pretty much don't see that too much from the Midlands in South Carolina, a big-time receiver. Um, his, his brother, too, Jordan Burrell, who's a three-star, okay. a safety at Blackwood. Um, not the same big amount, big offers as his brother Josh, who's committed to Florida State, but he has the Syracuse and I believe UNC Charlotte and Louisville. Okay. which would probably be his top three. Um, teams from the Midlands, who I would think got a chance at going to state championship or repeating, of course, you got your your top dog in Duff Fort. Yeah. Every year, you know what they do. And you count them out, and they still win. Um, other teams, you got your South Point. You can't count them out. That's your powerhouse. And my bold proje projection would be Ridgeview who will make a state championship this year. Yo, I've been out there at some of those Ridgeview practices. That thing is ran like a college practice. The right. guys are working like college players. I really like what Perry Parks is the head coach out there. Right. 
Yeah, I really like what Perry Parks has done with that program. Because, you know, whenever we were playing against them at one point, Northeastern Ridgeview was battling for bottom of the district. But it seems like Perry Parks has come in from Coastal Carolina. Is that correct? Uh, yep, correct. Coastal Carolina has turned that program around. They got the Nike uh, Nike school and basketball, football, whatever you want to say about them. So Ridgeview is definitely – well, they're not even on the rise anymore. They just need to seal the deal. Yeah, that, that's all they need to do. Um, those kids aren't there having fun. You know, they're just – they're a powerhouse in every sport now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to change gears. Oh, actually, you know what? When you said that guy from Florida State, what's his name? One, one more time. Josh. Josh Burrell. Josh Burrell. It reminded me of, I, I remember, uh, do you remember whenever we were in high school, Larry Collins? Yes. Larry, I remember when Larry was a monster. I played with him at Kaufman Road Park. He went to Lower Richland High School. I'm from the Lower Richland area, in case people don't know that. So I played with, uh, I played with a lot of guys from Lower Richland. And Larry was a monster. I remember that game in 20, was that 2015, whenever LR played Spring Valley. I swear a Spring Valley guy never uh, touched him on the first attempt. It was like <laughs> he was always juking and stuff. He ended up going to Coastal Carolina, but I remember I think he had off of Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was a he was actually, I believe, going to our senior year, he was a five star. Yeah. I think he ended up getting an injury and some things happened in his recruiting process. But no, Larry Collins was the truth around here. But hey, uh, he <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and go to a little bit of college football. Raekwon, who are you thinking is the best team coming out of the SEC this year? The SEC? Yep. Auburn. Auburn, why? Bo, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. I'm a fan Bo of Nicks. too. Bo Nix. Man, how can you not love Bo Nix? Uh, everything as, as, that he did as a freshman, you have no choice but to love it. Um, Alabama, they're at a quarterback situation right now that we can't disregard. Um, it's going to be a big deal, especially with it being, um, with COVID. Yep. Um, that's going to be a big situation just because they might not have that much time. Um, and you can't count on LSU. You just can't. Grant Delphitt and um, Stingley, those two are the best players in college, in college football. So you Wait, can't count on the draft, in it? I'm, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, what's my boy at? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase and Stingley are the two best players in college football, so you can't count them out. Yeah, I've seen that they're, they've been highlighting that young guy uh, – Quarterback, kind of. I, mean, I was about to say you like Joe Burrow, but he's just white. That's the only thing that's similar about him. But uh, <laughs> but I've been seeing they highlighting him, kind of trying to push him as being the next guy on their social media accounts and stuff, so the fans can kind of get to know him. That guy has some tall shoes to fill. Not tall shoes. That didn't make any sense. He has some big shoes to fill. Coming off of Joe Burrow, who's arguably the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play college football for a season. So. Shoot, I hope he got a woman that can hold him down during all this because he got some – it's going to be some sad nights, I'm telling you, because those fans expect that out of LSU. And they don't want to see about no four points or – no, not four, seven to 14 points. They want shootouts like last year. Right. Yeah, so that's going to be super interesting to watch. I'm looking forward – you see Auburn plays USC this year. Yes, I do. And I got Auburn by about 30. This is going to be crazy. I, okay, I want to hear your opinion on this. So I thought it was pretty cool because Bo Nix came in the same time as Ryan Helensky, mm -hmm. both very highly ranked prospects. One is a dual threat guy, which makes sense because he went to Auburn in that system. And then you have Ryan Helensky come, come to, I don't know what USC been running, but, you know, we, we just putting stuff together. But what do you think are the main difference between those two guys? Um, like you said, when you said you don't know what USC be running, USC don't have a – they don't have an offense. Like, they haven't found their identity yet. Yeah. They just go out there. I mean, I think they just 
they just they put everything in. They got the under center and then they have the shotgun. And today you see Auburn play. It's straight from shotgun. Yep. Bo Nix getting the ball out. It's just, it's the same plays, but it's just Auburn more efficient. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then he definitely with him just being a freshman too. And you seen and I talked about this in the last episode, Cam Newton's brother's there now too. Right. He's played he played quarterback at Howard. I don't know how they're gonna use him in their scheme. Do you know if he's, they're gonna put him at receiver or they're gonna have him as being a wildcat package? Do you know what's gonna happen? I don't, but I would love a wildcat package with that. Yeah, I would as well. And you know it's crazy if you look to the NFL, which is where we're actually going, you got Stidham going against Cam Newton right now in New England, which is another Auburn connection. Yeah, it is. It is. What team are you looking for in the NFL this year? What, any, what, give me your hot takes about what you think is going to happen this year in the league. The team I'm probably most excited to see right now will probably be the 49ers. Um, Debo Samuel broke his foot. Um, he's going to come back from injury. Um, Brandon Ayuk, the first-round receiver they drafted, he's dealing with the injury. Um, they're going out and just signing receivers. They've signed three receivers in, I believe, the last two weeks. Really? Just because, yeah, just because their receiving core is down. Um, I'm also looking forward to see Jared McKinnon. McKinnon, he hasn't played in two years since he's been with the 49ers. Um, he's finally getting back healthy. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And that, de- that defensive line, you hear about Bosa, and you hear about the defensive linebackers and Jay Greenlaw and Quan Alexander and them, but they got a rookie in, in the name Javon Kenlaw. Oh, yeah. That's that's a man. Yo, a- when I was recovering from my surgery, I was at Apex with Ken Law. And, dude, I mean, obviously we've seen him play at USC. He really bossed up this past season, which was I really wanted to see him kind of be dominant against even Georgia, whoever they put out in front of him. But, yeah, he looks good. I was seeing him over there. He was training with uh, Paul Beck with the Apex. And so, dude, got a, is he got this truck. Bro, this truck sits like y'all can't see it because this is not a, it's not a visual podcast. That thing was huge. Got a little spider on it. Let me not tell all this man business just in case somebody go try to rob him, commit Grand Theft Auto. But anyway, look out for Ken Law. Man, who is the – John Lynch, is that the general manager in San Francisco? Yes, he is. He's done an excellent job. Yes, he has. And, in the, and they even have – what's our guy's name for that play with the Broncos, uh, short receiver? Uh, he uh, went to um he went to the Saints now Sanders. Oh, he did Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he got he went to the Saints this offseason. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, since we're talking about different teams, how do you feel about the Houston Texans this year with DeAndre Hopkins gone? Oh, uh, you still got Deshaun Watson. Um, that's a big a big a big loss a big loss. That's pretty much that's 50% of the receptions gone with DeAndre Hopkins gone. But um, Brandon Cooks is there, Will Fuller. And you never know, um, guys step up. So he has two two people right now who we know their names, and he has the other guys. So hopefully the other guys can step up so we can know their names too. <laughs> yeah. But, but I can say, if those other guys step up, that's a championship pretending team. They were up big against Kansas City last year. Just let them come back. Also on that team, you got Randall Cobb. You got uh, what's our guy's name? David Johnson. We need him to have a resurgence. We need his resurgence to come back. Need JJ Watt to stay healthy for a year. I need him to turn back the MVP. JJ Watt. But yo, I got my Deshaun Watson player T-shirt. Y'all go get y'all's. I probably shouldn't be promoting him because he's not paying me for this. But I got my jersey. What's up? Sign Earl Thomas. What'd you say? They need to sign Earl Thomas. 
You think that'd be a good – you think that yes. they would let him play the defensive backfield like he wants to do? Yes. Him, him and J.J. Watt and Bernard McKinney, that's, that's three players at each level that can get – oh, my gosh. You think they'll do it? You think they'll take the chance? Um, if Jerry Jones don't take the chance, they'll get him. That's what I was thinking. It's like, hey, big fella, you can still come to Texas just to come out and little babies of y'all out in Houston in the mix. So we, we, we hope to see that happen. We're going to go ahead and switch to the NBA real quick. Uh, by the time y'all listen to this, some of these games will have happened. But Raekwon, we got Celtics Raptors today, uh, 1 o'clock. Who are we thinking wins? Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is playing great. And you insert Marcus Smart into the starting lineup and his defensive plays. It's going to be good. Um, Kyle Lowry is hurt, too. He's going to play, but he's hurt, too, and I like the Celtics. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and go to Celtics, too. Jason Tatum. If uh, Kobe Bryant really liked Jason Tatum, so I'm rocking with him, too. Moving forward, we got Clippers-Mavericks, day 3.30. The Clippers lead the series 3-2. to two. How do we expect this one to turn out? Um, The Clippers versus Luka Doncic. Um, I believe Luka Doncic wins. Oh. But the Clippers going to win the overall game. No, the Clippers going to win the overall game. But Luca's going to win. Luca's <laughs> um, not 100%. They missing Porzingis. Um, Hardaway has a strained hip. Dorian Finley, he has a strained perical, pectoral, or something. Um, so that puts the balls in the hand of um, of Curry and Doncic more. And like I said, Doncic is hobbled. Um, Paul George clicked last game. So if he's still hot, Look for this game to be be over early. Yeah, I didn't. I hate that Porzingis is out because I think if Porzingis is in, this is really a ball game. I, I hear he's saying something like, "If he what the okay, if he can play, he will." Uh, I think moving forward, but right now he's having those. Would you did you end up figuring out what his injury is actually? Uh, meniscus. Yeah. So and then with him being seven foot, like you could expect injuries like that. So, but I definitely think for the years coming, people know that the Mavericks are here to stay. All right. Correct. Uh, and lastly, and so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Clippers getting the win here and finishing off the series. Uh, okay, last game, Nuggets-Jazz tonight, 8.30. Who we got? It's 8.30 on the Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with mm, – I'm going to have to go with Denver. Denver? Yes. Denver makes it a seven-game series. Oh, well, uh, the Joker. The Joker. Joker? The Joker. He a big difference. So you don't think Donovan Mitchell seals a deal? Well, yeah, yeah. You don't think Donovan Mitchell seals a deal tonight? Comes close to it, but falls short. Hmm. Okay, I'm going with, I'm going with. Well, I got to play devil's advocate here, so I'm gonna say Donovan Mitchell takes it home. They end the series and send the Nuggets back to Denver and out of the bubble. So we are gonna see what happens tonight in this matchup. But y'all, that is all we have for you for this edition of Matt Sporthouse. Ray Kwan, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Raekwon, go ahead and give us your social media tag so they can follow you. On Twitter, at Quan72, Q-W-O-N-N-72. On Instagram, at Quan. Okay, for sure, for sure. Y'all make sure to go follow Raekwon. We will have him back on. We will have him back on. This has been a great episode. But that's all I got for you for this edition of Matt Sporthouse. We out. Peace. Do my own thing in my own lane. Okay, let go. Gang, gang, on the same thing. It don't make no sense if it don't make no paper, dude, yeah.